God, we believe in you. God, we put our faith and our trust and our hope in you. God, we worship you. We adore you. God, we, we believe that you're coming back for your people, God, and so we celebrate that this day. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love and your kindness. God, we worship you this morning. Church, you may be seated. Amen. We're going to continue in this atmosphere of worship. And as we do so, we want to give an opportunity to reflect on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for communion. What a powerful thing to consider what our Lord and Savior did for each and every one of us. So as we worship to this next song, just prepare yourself for the taking of communion this morning. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy trust in Jesus' name. Let's sing that again together. My hope is built. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. But holy trust in Jesus' name. Let's declare this morning. In Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong. In the Savior's love, through the on his unchanging grace in every high stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil my anchor holds within the veil in Christ Come with trumpet sounds 
Oh, may I then in him be found, yeah. Dressed in his righteousness of the law. Here we go. Spotless we stand before the throne. In Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the state. God is a jealous God. He pursues us unrelentingly. And He pursues every one of your hearts. And He desires each and every one of you. And when He sees you and His sons washed over you clean, white as snow, He's able to see the glory of you that, that emanates through His Son. And so whatever burdens we carry today, when his son came and died on the cross, that made it done. No longer do we have to do sacrifices just to be pure enough. When his son came and died, he died one time. As sin came through one man, Adam. So salvation came through one man, Jesus Christ. And so guilt and shame and oppressions and, and all this things that bond us and put us in bondage. He says we are free. Christ said I came to set the captives free. So I want you to know that today you don't have to leave with the heaviness. It doesn't mean circumstances won't change, but what it means is you can be free to walk no matter what the circumstances are. We have that privilege because Christ came to earth. It says he eagerly pursued the cross because he knew what it meant that once his body and his ministry here was finished you know he longs and looks forward to each of us the final time when we get to come to heaven and we get to forever be in his presence 
And he longs for that day, even though our flesh has pain here. He longs to be with us for eternity. And so he came to earth and he said, he said, I have to go away. The disciples did not understand that. They wouldn't know it for some time until the Holy Spirit came. But he said at the Last Supper, this is my body, which I've broken for you. Now let's take. And then he knew that unless there was a sacrifice of blood, that's where the forgiveness of sins occurred. And he said, I'm going to do this one time. And my body and blood are sufficient. So let's take. Now, God, if anyone doesn't know you here today, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come and move through the hearts of people. For those that walk in bondage is God. I pray that you would let them know they are truly set free. So that we are only held in bondage by what our mind thinks and what we feel. But the truth is, God, you set us free today. And we thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And church, as we continue in worship this morning, we have the opportunity to sow into you the kingdom of God. To give back just a fraction of what he has blessed us with. And through that, it is our worship of giving our tithes and offerings. It's not something that, that we do begrudgingly, but something we do as worship and declaration of the power and the might and how awesome our God is. So this morning, as we declare his goodness through song, may we also declare his goodness through the giving of our tithes and offerings.
here with us this morning we take a second offering and this second offering is to reduce the principal on our mortgage so we're able to do things that the Lord wants to do when we when he has us ready to do them now I don't know if you notice or not we're down to $104,000 which means end of the month we could be under $100,000 so that'd be wonderful Thanksgiving wouldn't it if we could do that you know the, the Lord has us give in or wants us to give in many ways other than just in our finances and uh, I heard a good story about that this week uh, 
a father's eight-year-old son had been bullied in school time and time again. And finally, the bullies stole his son's cell phone. So he went to the uh, principal and talked with him and with a policeman, and he's got, he sensed that there was something else going on. So he, he went and visited the, the child's mother, and uh, she related to him that uh, he was also being bullied because he had old clothes and they were dirty all the time. And so uh, he said, well, can I spend some time with your son? And she said yes, and uh, got to know him a little bit and, and, and finally got him and his son together and said, I, I need you two guys to make up, you know, because, and he and explained it to his son the circumstances of the bully. And he says, from now on, you guys are brothers and you got each other's back. And these two boys now play video games together. But the good news doesn't just end there. He set up a GoFundMe page with the intent of us earning uh, $7,000 for the family. And right now it's up to $32,000. So it's, well, one person just taking time to give of themselves can really make a change, you know. So, so if you would like to help out and make a change and you feel like you are led to, if you want to come forward and give something and put it in Cabri's basket, we'll be waiting. And then nothing stronger, nothing higher, nothing greater than the name of Jesus. All the honor, all the power, all the glory to the name of Jesus. There's thank the Lord for what he's given us. Father, we praise you this morning for all the blessings you've given us, uh, the ones we don't even deserve. We thank you for those. We thank you for the, the uh, ability to give and the desire to give. Help us to see the needs around us, Lord, and not to be blind to them. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we are so excited that you're here worshiping with us this morning. My name is Tyler Rudek. I'm one of the pastors here at Community Church. We just want to say thank you for worshiping with us this morning. If you're our guest this morning, we'd ask that you would fill out in, right in front of you, in the seat back in front of you, there's a My Information card. If you do us this favor of filling that out and then returning it to the Welcome Center at the, at the end of the service, we have a small gift just to say thank you for worshiping with us this morning. As was mentioned, God is doing some great things, not only through the offering, but across this campus amongst his people. So if we'll direct our attention to the screen just for a second, let's look at a few of those things coming up.
kiddos now to head off to their church. Love our children. If you're new this morning, you're welcome to follow them over and meet some of our incredible people. Praise God. And the rest of us, let's stand up, find somebody, tell them you're glad they're here this morning. Good morning. It's good to be here with you. We have an exciting piece of information that's going to be presented to you via a little skit. It's regarding Operations Christmas Child. And the only thing extra that it makes today uh, extra special is one of these uh, ladies up here is having a birthday today. Good morning. Um, I'm Tiffany Ingram. This is Jean Ingram. And we are the shoebox ladies. You often have seen us, especially the last few weeks at the back of the church, handing out shoeboxes to any and everybody who wants to take one. And um, so we're here today because next week is the uh, National Collection Week for Operation Christmas Child, and that's when all the shoeboxes are due. And so we decided we would do a short little skit to show you guys just how easy it is to pack a shoebox. And... Um, we would love to give you one, two, ten, twenty, however many you would like to take. But um, we have a bunch left at the back of the church, and it's a great ministry, and we'd love to tell you more about it. So today, we're going to start off. The first thing you need to do is get a shoebox. Like I said, we have some at the back. Um, you can also use a standard size shoebox you might have at your, in your home in your closet. That would work as well. And then you pick, do you want to do a boy or a girl? And you pick an age range. There's three age ranges, two to four, five to ten, and 11 to 14. And um, all of this is in a little brochure that's in each box. And uh, if you need any, if any other information, it's all in here too. So the fun part begins once you get your box and you make all those big decisions. We're going to do a box today for a boy, age 2 to 4. And uh, the first thing you need to do, I, we, I take my family and we go to the dollar store. Everything you need you can find at the dollar store, your local dollar store. And uh, we make it a fun little shopping trip. And the first item is a wow item, and that's exactly what it sounds like. Whenever the child opens the box, you want them to be like, wow, that is awesome. And a wow item to these children are probably not wow items to ours. Um, it can be anything from a baby doll to a stuffed animal to a Nerf ball like this. And that's what we're going to use for our wow item today. 
And then you move on to um, hygiene items. Um, we're going to do a little bar of soap, a washcloth, a toothbrush. The only thing you want to stay away from are liquids. Everything else is fine. And then school supplies. Um, I did a little box of crayons, pencils, a coloring book, um, Play-Doh's kind of a school supply, but also fun. And then the rest is just are just fun toys. We, we decided to go with a yo-yo. Things that really don't need batteries are good because they don't really have access to those. Um, everybody loves a slinky. And of course, every boy has to have a Hot Wheels car. And we did a harmonica and a cool pair of sunglasses. And then, if you want to, you can write a note to the child that is going to receive your box. You can put a family picture. You can also put your address if you want in hopes to maybe receive a note back from the child who had your box. We have these at the back of the room. These are cool. My little son Bowen filled this out. And it's for kids to help get them more involved in the packing of the shoe boxes. And it says where they're from, fun little facts, and um, has his address on there. And then once you get it all ready to go, um, there is a $9 fee that goes with each box, and that includes shipping, but more importantly, it includes a discipleship program that each child will go through after they receive the box. And that's a really big part of Operation Christmas Child is seeing that child on past the opening of the box and helping them to get to know Jesus better. You can put that $9 in here in this little brochure and return it with your box, or I like to go online and do it. It's really easy to go online, but the cool part about doing it online is you can check a box with the option of tracking your tracking it, and they'll send you an email and telling you which country your box went to. And I just think that's really neat to know where it went. And then last, but definitely not least, please pray over your box. Pray that the child who receives your box will just come to know Jesus better through this and through this ministry. And when you're done, you can bring it back to Community Church. We have a goal of 777 boxes this year, and I just know we're going to meet it, but we would love to take your box and um, National Collection Week starts a week from tomorrow, and we'll be here all during the week, and we're going to have fun little activities out in the foyer, and we'll help you pray over your box, and you can have refreshments, and it's a lot of fun. So we hope that you'll come drop your box off here. And now that I've shown you how easy it is to pack a box, Jean's going to show you what happens after you pack the box. Well, Tiffany mentioned to you that the most important thing you're going to put in your box is prayer. And I thank you for all those who have already started bringing them. They're right over here. And how we prayed for them right there. Because through the Holy Spirit is really what is in this box. And so my box represents not only what's going to come out of the box for the children, but it's God to give to us as well. Because Operation Christmas Child is not only a ministry that goes out, but it's in. What I love about it being in community is I watch your smiles. I watch the things you bring in. I watch the children. The children are going to pack over 100 boxes this next Wednesday night. I see the youth. I see different families talking about how many boxes they're going to pack. And as we do that, we're inwardly connecting to each other as a community all over Guthrie because I've visited many people in Guthrie that are not a part of community. So it's an inward reach as well as an outward reach. So this box is going to show you what actually comes out for all of us as well as for those children. The first thing when those children open the box is going to be the cross of Jesus Christ because they're going to start hearing the gospel. They receive a little booklet right on top of their boxes. It's called The Greatest Gift. And when they open that, that book, they're going to see beautiful illustrations and see the cross and see the beginning of what Jesus has done for each one of us. And then they're going to also 
have their little hearts begin to open. Because those treasures that you've packed in those boxes are going to bring them so much joy. And the hope, when they read those personal notes you've written, I see testimonies of children saying, nobody's ever told me they love me or they pray for me. And so God's going to start softening those little hearts as little children to start hearing that gospel of Jesus Christ. He's also going to give them an opportunity to experience the love of God because the local church and the local pastors have already been trained that these boxes are their resource to start evangelism for those children. Amen. Thank you, R.L. The gift box gifts allow them access to places they might never be welcome there. Pastor Bill shared that the Build-A-Bots that he did last year are the boxes that go to what we call the sensitive countries. And those are the countries that are mainly Muslim countries where the gospel's prohibited. But the local pastors there, I heard a testimony recently that said, please, please tell those people in America to keep sending those boxes because those are our tools to help us get into the countries because all people love for their children to get simple gifts of toys. But when the local pastors get them in those villages and around the communities they're in, that's when the evangelism process can start um, through the little boxes. After receiving them, Tiffany mentioned they come back for a 12-week discipleship program, and that begins the training of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And guess what happens? Children can't be quiet when they've got toys, so they go back into their, their homes, show their families all the beautiful things they've gotten. The families are interested, so they come back to hear what's going on with their children, and the multiplication starts. One box... I'm told this statistics reaches not just the child that opened it, but seven to ten people because their families begin coming back of interest and then Jesus opens their hearts to him. And the last thing we have to remember, it is the Great Commission. Once these villages start sharing Christ with these children, churches are planted, and then the Great Commission, go, make disciples, teaching them to observe all I've commanded, and lo, I'm with you even until the end of the earth. So what you're doing is being the hands and feet of Jesus when you pack those boxes. And many of you have already taken them. I'd love for you to pray, though, if you want to pick up another one on the way out. We'd love for you to do that. And please continue to pray for all the 11 million shoe boxes that will go to 115 countries in 2018. Thank you. Thank you. Well, October was Pastor Appreciation Month. You know, we raised over uh, $5,000 for our pastors, and we thank you so much. You know, they don't just work from 9 to 5, 8 to 5. Many, many nights uh, when you've called, when you've needed prayer, uh, they do so many things. So it's it's a... It's a job that their heart's desire is for the church. They love each and every one of you. And whenever they hear about prayers, you've got to know that their heart just yearns and longs. And so we'd like to ask each of them to come up, and, and Alberto's going to pray over them. And if some of you want to come as well, that's, feel free to do that.
Okay, church, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you. Thank you so much for today, Father. Thank you, Father God, so much for this amazing pastors, Lord, that you have given us, Lord. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will always protect them, Lord. Protect their home family, Lord. Protect their wives, Lord. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that, you, that they will continue serving you, Father God, like never before, Lord. Father God, I pray that you will open the windows of heaven, Lord, and pour out blessings into their lives and to their families, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for what they already done here, Lord, and thank you for how much love that they, they have for you, flock, Lord, for your family, Lord. We love you, Lord, and we praise you for them, Lord. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. amen. Amen. to celebrate, and there's more coming. We actually have a, a baptism uh, at the end of this service and another one at the end of next service, but even in this service, we have, you're going to hear a testimony here in just a minute. I sent out something on social media uh, connected to this graphic, but I wanted to read this out loud, and I want to ask you at the end of this if you agree with it. Just shout out an amen or uh-huh or whatever. It says, God is waking up the church. To bring revival to families and schools and workplaces, and you are a vital part of it. Do you all agree with that? Now, I'd like you to look to somebody you're sitting on the pew that may not really believe that because they're thinking it's you and not them. Point to them and say, that is you. You're a vital part of his plan because he doesn't leave anybody out. I know we kind of believe it's the hired guns that take care of things, but revival seems like a big word, but I can, uh, with this definition, think it's you, this straight off the internet, by the way, I think you'll agree with it. Revival means uh, an improvement in the condition or strengthening of something. It's an instance of something becoming popular or active or activated or important again. That'd be like the gospel. Uh, it's a reawakening. That, that's what revival is. And so when I made this statement that God is waking up his church, guess what, you're the church. Uh, he wants to what? He wants to improve the condition. I know that for many of us, we're going to go and vote, and please do. There are a lot of men and women that made that possible for you, but you be a citizen and go vote. But we need to be praying for God to bless America, not only in the past, but continue to bless it. We've got a song that we love to sing, God Bless America. But we've got to be intentional to, to us as believers is to be part of what God wants to do through us in this country and around the world when we look at life or stages of life there are some simple uh, definitions number one that's before life and i would say that means there's a, a slight definition there's no physical life there's no spirit 
They call that dead, or they call that before you've had any life. Wouldn't you call it that? Okay. Uh, you may say, Pastor, then what is that? Then there, I, I bring in, uh, I'm born as a baby. I'm born maybe, as the Bible says, uh, not in a Christian environment, don't know the Lord or whatever. But when you're initially born, it actually says that you're born without the spirit of the living God. And so that means you're physically, you have life, but you have a worldly spirit or a spirit that only comes out of this world, but not an eternal life. That really, in Scripture, says you're still dead and so when we think about dead the definition of that is deprived of life no longer alive or lack the power to move that came straight off the internet too i'm just trying to make sure i give validation but in ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 it says in the past everybody say in the past for some of you that is true but in the past you were dead because you're you sinned and fought against god i don't know about you i was running as far and as fast away from him as i could and when people said are you're going to hell i said yes and my foot's on the accelerator now i thought that was funny at the time before jesus but can i tell you it's not Verse 2 says, you uh, followed the ways of this world and you obeyed the devil and he rules the world and his spirit, capital S is not there, it's little s, his spirit has power over everyone who does not obey God. And verse 3 says, once, everybody say once, once, and we all have to be reminded that once we were, once we were ruled by the selfish desires of our bodies and minds. And we made God angry, and we were becoming to be punished. We we're going to be punished like anybody else. That's straight out of Scripture. I'm trying to give you a little insight here. In verse five and four and five says, "But God, I love that one. Let's say that. But God, but God was merciful." God was merciful. We were dead because of our sin, but God loved us so much that He made us alive with Christ. And God's wonderful kindness has saved you. So those are things you've heard before. Those are some, some aspects. But I need to give you a perspective because I believe we're in a time. We're in a time that God wants to bring something new in and around families, especially those that believe, into households. But I want to, to, to bring us, uh, our attention to some scripture today. I believe the Lord has really been pounding my heart as to bring this to you. I believe after the defeated life, then there is the promise-filled life. And many of you in this room have a promise-filled life. That means you have a physical life that means you have been redeemed that means the holy spirit's with you but for many of you you're asleep you say well pastor no wait a second i'm, I'm awake here i've had my caffeine and donuts and sugar no see asleep means not attentive it, it means not alert it means inactive it it means having uh, no feeling or kind of being numb about some things i can tell you that i've been asleep on some things and so you've, you've got these, these, these three stages, but there's this fourth stage that I want to bring you a, a, your attention to, and that is a powerful life. Now, I'm not trying to say you're powerful, but you have a life that not only is, has a physical life about it, you're not only redeemed, you're not only have the Holy Spirit, but your spirit, your, your self, your being is awakened. And it's awakened, which means there's a dynamic that you don't bring by yourself. There is a, a reward that you can't bring about about yourself but there's an impact that your hands and feet don't necessarily bring it's what comes through awakening of the spirit in your life first thessalonians 5 6 says this so then let us not sleep 
Let us not sleep, but what? Let us what? Keep awake. It means once you get awakened, you're to stay awake, you're to stay alert. And awake means this, stop sleeping. All right, that's kind of pretty obvious. It says wake from your sleep, regain a consciousness about the world around us, about your behavior, about the impact that your life can bring or Christ can bring through you. Become aware of or come to the realization of what's around you and where is it is heading. Become aware of what you're sending out, broadcasting through through social media or your mouth or in your actions and behavior and make or become active again. Folks, the Lord is looking for people that will walk in his ways. You say, well, pastor, I want this revival. I can't wait for those evangelists to show up. I can't wait for the pastors to show up. Can I tell you, God's counting on you, not us. Romans 13 says this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from your sleep. I believe this is for us, the church, today. For salvation is nearer to us than we first believed. The night is far gone and the day is at hand, so then let us, what, cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Arise. Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. He's talking about us. He's talking about the church. So how do we shine? How is it, how's this shine determined? Can I tell you, it's about what you consume or eat. And you're like, wow, pastor's a little early for lunch. No, it can, it, can I tell you this? It started, I'm going to a little history here. It started in the Garden of Eden of what I'm talking about. In, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16, it says this, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, You may surely, now what's that word say? three of you are here okay that you may eat of every tree in the garden every source he says but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die and we talk about these trees you've heard these illustrations of trees we have the tree of life and we have the tree of knowledge of good and evil everybody say they they get that or do an amen or something so we have two trees and we have two fruits and it's the question is what do you draw from every day what are you going to draw from on monday what are you going to draw from when you have that situation come up against you and get in your face see when we look at the tree of knowledge it's what the world is dishing out every day to you and, and the world is putting it on your table and you have to choose to look past it how many have realized that you're in a, a work environment that's a little competitive maybe you go to school and, look, and maybe there's a little envy how many has ever experienced a little disharmony so are you all up here today there's just i think you all don't want to move because it, you might be convicted or admit or what no way no in vanity and, and and strife that's what the world is offering us but the key word is what do you draw from see when you go to the tree of life and most of those trees are, for, are available to us today revival's not going to come out of the tree of knowledge and peace is not going to come out no no see the tree of life is what love and joy and peace and patience it comes faith and i love this because that comes out of galatians chapter five but i love the little inner branches when i found this graphic i thought it was just amazing those are the ten commandments that are supporting and always going along with what the spirit of the living god is about so two fruits i wake up on a monday i can do it even here in church and i get to decide do I do this fruit? And by the way, it's not just about apples, okay? It's not an apples thing. It's the source of the world 
or the source of the living God, the spirit of the living God? Am I going to choose because it's here and it's ready and it's available and everybody says I need one and if I don't have this one, I can upgrade to this one? I can have stuff thrown at me. I can, I can, or I can over here and go, Now, the second service are really going to get into this because it's closer to lunch. <laughs> but think about what you consume. Think about what goes into your life, into your mind. Think about what you fill yourself with. Folks, the so, can I tell you, the social media can have some of this in it. I love the things that give shout out to God. But can I tell you, the social media and, and all the vlogs and blogs and TV and, and, and the things of the news... Can I tell you, most of what I'm hearing is this bowl. We talk about the two trees, but it's the fruit, because remember, we said eat. We said eat twice, it says you're not to eat. You can look at the trees, you can say that, it doesn't affect you, but what are you consuming? What are you digesting? What are you filling yourself with? That's what's going to come out. The fact that we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. One fruit, many aspects. Comes from the Lord through the Holy Spirit same over here it looks all the same but it's all about the world's spirit in luke it says this for no good tree bears bad fruit nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit for the tr each tree is known by its own fruit verse 45 and i've kind of modified it to shorten it says the person how many in here are a person all right it says the person out of the treasure of their heart, okay? Out of the treasure, what you've put in there, what you stored up, what you protect, what is in there and you've stored up produces either good or evil, it says, from the, uh, say abundance with me, the abundance of your heart. What you, this can, you can accidentally run into this and find this creeping in, but if you shift over here and you're flooding your mind and your heart and you're thinking on things above and you have an abundance in your gut of spiritual gut, you have this abundance abundance in your heart guess what out of that flows revival folks we try to make it complicated and it's really god saying i gave my son to save a people and i need to my spirit is now upon the people and they will go out and be my witness to a world it's about being filled up with him but man i get challenged do you I get stuff happening to me. I get hardship. I've made some mistakes, and I have to pay a... You know, I get all tied up, and guess what? Guess what? I, I begin to believe some of the stuff over here in the fruit because he's sitting there whispering. Do anybody have, ever feel like there's a voice over here going, hey, you're no good. They, if they only knew... The secret to revival, the secret to transformation... The secret to advancing God's kingdom is to arise, we saw that in scripture, and shine. Eat sounded too weird, so I said, be filled from the tree of life. Walk in the spirit and give God the glory. In fact, there's a little song, a song here we may sing in a minute. How many remember the kids' song? Arise and shine and give God the glory, glory. You got it. You've got it. Okay, we're going to now have to do the arky-arky and the barky-barky here in a minute. All right, hold on, hold on. 
Some of you are like, what are they talking about? Okay, they worked in children's ministry. Okay, they, no. But I want to uh, bring this home. We have, an, um, I believe, a privilege. I have a privilege to work with a gentleman that's going to come up here. This is who it is, Clayton Virgil. Come on up, Clayton. And I don't know how many of you know Clayton. You've probably seen him around a little bit, but Clayton has been uh, uh, on staff here, a part-time staff, uh, for a while, more than a year, I believe. And he can repair and fix, and what he even, even if he doesn't know how to do it, he, he works at it. Because he, can, he just doesn't stop if he sees the opportunity to serve someone. Uh, he's that. Now, one of the things he's known for, okay, and I call it a testimony. How many know a testimony uh, is not about what happened 22 years ago? We should be given a testimony of the Lord today or yesterday or whatever. So let me ask you if you all can help me finish this sentence. If you know this guy, you've heard him say, if I say, well, hey, Clayton, how are you doing? He says, blessed. Blessed by the best. And? Highly favored and too blessed to be stressed. Did you hear they already knew it before we even got started? See, see, and I, can I tell you that that blesses me? And before I ever knew his background, the, the, what he gave glory to was to, to God. And, and, and it blessed me. And I wanted to give you a taste of what revival can look like and what revival isn't. And that is it all from the preachers and the perfect, okay? Because this preacher isn't perfect either. So, Clayton, do we have a mic? Did we get one? Got you one. got one. You're equipped. So when did you first run into the love of Jesus? Probably uh, 2000. Okay, that's a few years ago. So you ran into the love of Jesus, and, and then your adult life began to happen, and things were going on. Tell us a little bit about your adult life. Well, uh, I kind of messed up and got into drugs and stuff. Uh, but through Jesus and through God, he showed me the way, uh, showed me my my wrongs in Logan County Jail. Uh, I really got deep in with him and was baptized in 2000, Logan County Jail. Uh, I served some time, 14 years, but I stayed faithful with him. And that's the main thing we've all got to learn. We have to stay faithful with Jesus and God. Study, hit that Bible as much as possible and let everything else go. Don't worry about nothing else in life. But you've got to stay right with God because without God, you're nobody. You're nothing. That's right. So, you know, that's a, a, a great testimony. In fact, he shared with me, he ran in, he, he saw, he heard about Jesus earlier on, but it wasn't until he was there in Logan County that he actually said yes to him. But tell us, let's, let's bring him up to speed to the last few weeks. Tell us what's been going on with your health. Well, uh, I don't know, about a month ago, uh, I woke up one morning coughing up blood. Well, uh, I took these breathing treatments because I've been having trouble with my lungs. And then I uh, went back to sleep, and I woke up about 5 o'clock doing the same thing. Well, in between there, I got on my knees, and I asked the Lord, I said, give me a break. Well, he gave me a break. I took another breathing treatment. I was fine. Well, as soon as the medical or the hospital the clinic opened, I got in there and told them the situation. Well, they uh, set up an appointment for me to go get my lungs checked, went in, and uh, about two hours later afterwards, 
doctor calls me up and tells me I got stage four lung cancer. Well, when he tells me, you know, normally you're going to be down and out, you know, feeling bad, but I wasn't. The Holy Spirit went through me like a, a lightning bolt. I mean, I could almost float. It was so full. I was happy about it, and I've been happy for, ever since. I mean, you know, when you're right with him, nothing's going to bother you. I mean, and I'm, I'm blessed by the best. What can I say? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Yes, we can say yay God on that. How many of us... And I was asking the Lord, is there an, an example of someone that's positive, even though I know they've gone through hard, and he, he was just here. And I know others of you have stories of that. But do you see how God can use anyone as long as they what? Wake up, arise, and give God the glory. No matter what's going on, people are encouraged. Many of you didn't know his background. Many of you didn't know what he was diagnosed with a few weeks ago. If you'd asked him this morning, he'd have said... Blessed by the best. Okay. He, and he is still going through the reality, but what he is is contagious. And what he's contagious isn't what's ailing you. How many of you know that your bodies are starting to fail you? I mean, if you're young enough, you're saying, what, not me. It's going to happen. I can just tell you. But it's what are you doing to allow the Lord to get the glory and be positive. Is there anything last word you'd like to share with him? Just stay right. Be right with God. Uh, read your Bible. Bless him 24-7, right? Two or three hours a day, but it's 24-7, day by day. And, I mean, that's it. I mean, believe, receive, and thank him. And forgive Amen. it, because once you ask him, you're going to get it in his time, whatever you want or whatever you desire. His will will be done in your life. Amen. Let's Amen. give him a th thank you. Thank you very much. All right. question this morning that I would like to propose to you is what stage of life are you in there isn't a, a life that's after this and that's called the rest of your life eternity see we're all made by God to live for an eternity you say well now wait a minute pastor I thought that you might live 70 80 100 110 years well that's true in the physical form of this side of eternity God made you to live for an eternity. But it depends on what you do this side of eternity will determine what you do the rest of your life. When you say yes to Jesus Christ, something happens. You're changed. You're moved into a new you. And there's a shift in your eternity, meaning you now will spend the rest of your life after this in the presence of our Savior. You know, when we think about... Uh, uh, maybe a, uh, where are we in life? Am I in a power field? Am I promise filled? What, where am I? At? Says, can I just leave you with this last verse again? Therefore, stay awake. If you are a born again believer, alert yourself. You, can I say there used to be a phrase in the student ministry? It says revival starts with us, and they'd always get the end. Revival starts with us. Let's do that together. Revival starts with us. You're like, no, 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 them. No, revival starts with me, which is part of the us. To 
stay awake because you don't know when Christ is coming back. How many know he's coming back sooner today than he was yesterday? Folks, there are a lot of folks that need to know him. There are a lot of folks that are counting, or God's counting on you to be the witness on the streets, in the school system, at the workplaces. Church is great here, but you are the church. And for those that have not said yes to him, it's that simple. It's to believe in your heart and profess with your mouth that he is Lord. To believe in your heart, I'm blessed by the best. Everybody say that, I'm blessed by the best. And what is? Highly favored and too blessed to be stressed. So I want to close this in prayer, but we've got to sing this song one more time. We're going to leave out the Lord said to Noah, and the Lord said the arky arky, and the animals, and the rain, and the sun came out and dried it up. No. So arise and shine. If you'll stand with me, let's arise and shine. I'm trying to move forward on the slide. There we go. And let's sing this together, and then I'll close this in prayer. Amen? Here we go. Arise and shine, and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine, and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine, and give God the glory, glory. Children of the Lord. You sounded pretty good. Actually, I just realized. Everybody sit down, just one more second. Oh, back up. Are you doing it or am I doing it? All right, yay. Okay. Look behind that screen. Watch what happens. We have a great opportunity. Thank you, slides and everybody. Here we go. thing if you're a guest here we get as crazy as a football game when it comes to baptism you know you just need to bring your number one finger out and give it away whatever because heaven is singing awesome awesome death burial and resurrection in a visual form well, let's pray father thank you that today is the day you've made and lord we want to go out of here rejoicing and being glad because of you more than any of our circumstances father we are blessed by the best lord and and father i thank you that we have you on board you are our holy spirit guide we have the word of truth and we have the eternity secured through your son jesus christ i pray that for anyone that has not said yes to you that today will be the day but lord for those of us that have 
we're about to take the mission field. May we go out in your peace. May we go out in your, your, uh, your power, Lord. May we have eyes to see and hearts to, to, to be moved to help people. And may we have a witness and a testimony that's contagious and leads people to you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Hug somebody before you leave. We're dismissed.